back, everyone, to episode number 268 of For the Love of Cinema. This is 268B, where we will now have to, a discussion about licorice pizza. With you for that discussion, Grayson, Roger, and Chris. For the episode of Belfast, including the whole box office breakdown, what streaming trailer talk, check out episode 268A, posted on Tuesday, 3-8. All right, gentlemen, let's talk about another movie that came out last year that we are just now getting to licorice pizza but before that let's look at the see this see i don't usually put much stock in rotten tomatoes but for this one i'm gonna make it part of my argument okay tomato meter 91 percent audience score 65 it's usually it's usually the other way like if there's a difference the audience score is usually higher and the tomato meter is usually lower if there's a difference we're gonna talk about the coolest movie of the year. Right so let's now. talk about it. it's a hold on. So that's a twenty six point difference. I just did a quick calculation because I'm an idiot and I have to use my <laughs> well, I, I have to use my I have to use my ten key for everything. Everything I do, I have to use my ten key for it. I mean, even like I found myself on Friday doing one hundred minus fifty. I'm just I'm such a robot to my calculator. Anyway, so again, tomato meter ninety one, audience score sixty five. So Roger, tell everyone what that means. The 91 to 65. Uh, that means critically 90% of critics gave it a positive review, which just means it's a 51% or higher on a standard scale of 1 to 100. Um, and that means that only 65% of the people that watched it actually gave it a positive review of non-critic people. So that's a big swing in numbers. That is a, it's, it's a, I think more than a big swing. It's a major swing. It's how you can tell the, the elite movie viewers from the common folk riffraff. I mean, I guess I'm a common folk riffraff then because... Girls, same. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about this. One so, day you'll get to elite. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day. The air is better up here, I tell you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Roger's one of the elite, one of the pinky at all the times. All right, let's talk about some particulars. See, this is... This is one of those... This is a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. This is one of those people say they love it and they can't wait for it, but they can't tell you why. Because, I mean... All right. Elena Haim. I've seen it and I still can't tell you why. Elena Haim, Cooper Hoffman, which, by the way, is Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. I did a little research. Yes. So that's, pre- that's that. pretty cool. That's, that's very cool. Is that, is, is, that our, is that our boy in this movie? That's the, that's the 15-year-old. It's yeah. Gary Valentine. Yeah, yeah. So, so the whole time we were watching this, all I could think about was the, the Saints of Newark. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I kept well, on, because he looks like him. Right? Like, I kept on seeing him. Yeah, he does. You're right. They do look very, very similar. I didn't even think about that. You're right. You're right. God. Um, Sean Penn, Tom Waits, Bradley Cooper, wonderful Bradley Cooper, Benny Safdie. I couldn't remember what Benny Safdie had just done in recent memory, but it was Uncut Gems. Yeah. Didn't him and didn't the Safdie brothers direct that one? Mm, yeah, I think so. I, I don't know if I can be sure about that. I just yeah, it was it was Uncut Gems. And oh my goodness, and Pieces of a Woman, a movie that I think I loved. I don't quite remember how you guys perceived that one. What did you guys think of Pieces of a Woman? It was good. It was heavy. I mean, that was the most depressing shit I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely it was definitely good. It was though. great. <laughs> <laughs> so depressing. I loved it. All right. Let's so let's talk about Paul Thomas Anderson for one second. So let's look at his director. So Paul Thomas Anderson to me is one of those like, oh, man. I just it's like this is if if I have a major like chink in my armor for like a I just, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson and Wes Anderson movies, I just I just don't vibe with them. I just never have, I never will. I can watch them. I, I can certainly appreciate everything that everything that, that they do. Um, you know, if you want to break it down with a, you know, a film classroom and a textbook and say, I, I appreciate all that great stuff. I just I'm not a fan of this guy's work. I mean I mean he's got some of the greatest movies ever made under his belt. No, no, he 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 does. That's what I was gonna he definitely does. Um Let's talk about those, Roger, for one second. Uh, Punch- Go ahead. Uh, he's got Boogie Nights under his belt. He's got Punch Drunk Love, There Will Be Blood, and Phantom Thread. And The Master. Don't forget The and Master. And The Master. Yeah. Those are some heavy hitter movies. Like Oscar favorites. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. two of them had Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, I mean, this guy knows how to make a movie. He does. So let's get into what we thought about it. But... As we as with Belfast, let's start with the character. Let's start with the two title characters. 
start with those two uh, because they obviously have the most stake in the film. They have the, the movies about is about Elena and Gary, Elena Haim and Cooper Hoffman. Alana. Alana, sorry, Alana Haim. You're right. What do you guys think of these two? I know it's, I know it's a one for, I think Cooper, it's his film debut. Maybe it is for her too. I don't know. Maybe I read that wrong. I don't, I don't know. Well, but she's famous, no, right? She's I've a seen, singer or I've something. Seen, yeah, right? I've seen her before. Her sisters have a band, the band Haim. Okay. Or so Haim, yeah, however you say it, yeah. And her sisters actually are her sisters in this movie too. So, they, I mean, all three cool. of the sisters are, that's them in the band. Oh, so okay. that's pretty cool though. But, um, And then Sean Penn comes out of nowhere as Jack Holden. Tom Waits <laughs> is Rex Blau, which is another weird one to me, but. All right, Roger. What is Licorice Pizza about? I don't know. <laughs> Fiend. Can I let him score it? I'm kidding. Uh, this uh, is- no, so I okay. I can try to sum up Licorice Pizza though for real. Uh, and I'm not kidding when I don't know exactly what Licorice Pizza is about. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I can say, and I don't like to use the word period piece, but this is a movie set in the late 70s, uh, 1979 to be exact. Um, basically, of like a three to five month time frame in these two people's lives where they interact with each other um, and basically spend a summer hanging out. Um, is that the easiest way to look at it? Yeah. Right. Um, but that's really it. It's just like what happens in regular world events and they have a couple of company things that they try to work through and some of it falls apart, you know, some become successful and full circle. They end up back at basically where they started. So, that's as much as I can sum up licorice pizza. All right, Chris, what do you thoughts, concerns? No, no. I, I mean, it's a, it's, it's just a weird growing up tale of in the seventies in the San Fernando Valley of California. I mean, I, I didn't grow up there, so it's going to have less. Yeah. I mean, he paint, as far as I'm concerned, I think he paints a great picture of what it was like growing up there. Sure. In that little area. I think he does a fantastic job of setting the scene, you know, with all the clothes, the cars, the, 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 the buildings, the storefronts. I, I think that's all fantastic. Like second to none. Awesome. That much I love. But I mean, so if you ask me, you know, one, one thing when you, when you sit through, you know, like screenwriting 101, you know, the first, one of the first things they will tell you, well, A, write what you know. And then the second thing B would be, if the dialogue doesn't move the plot forward, you don't need it. You don't need dialogue. A lot of this dialogue, if you ask me, is like this. But that's just my personal opinion. I, I'm Chris. I don't. I don't think you're too far off where where I'm at. I mean, I didn't even think about the like in a deeper sense about the dialogue so much as just there's a lot that happens here that is just it just seems chaotic and random and because nothing like not everything leads someplace. So like usually when you when you give something time on screen it as meaning or it's impactful. I think you said it the first time I heard it and it made sense instantly was nothing that you see. Like if they show you something on screen, it, it there's a reason why it's there. It has a purpose. And there's so much stuff that happens in this movie that just doesn't go anywhere. It's just like you're along for these, for these two's wild, crazy life ride for the next three years or something like that. Well, like give me an example of one of the plot things that just didn't develop further that you were looking for. Uh, I can. Okay. One of the uh, things with uh, the gentleman that runs the Japanese restaurant, where that scene is wildly inappropriate and (laughs) hilarious. Hilarious. But like, what is happening in those scenes? Right. And 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 why? It just doesn't. It doesn't do anything to further the movie along. It's just there for a chuckle, maybe. But that's not what the point of this movie was. Wildly inappropriate. I, I mean, I mean, I think it is. I think it it does have a. I mean, everything we're we're seeing the world. Well, okay, let me ask you this: Which one of these two is the main character? Gary. Gary is the main character here. I think but, the argument could be made for Gary or for Alana. Well, that's the thing, though. But but we follow Alana a little bit more, and she and she's the one on the poster, right? She's the main one on the poster. She's the main draw. Yeah, her name is first. Which is weird, right? Or maybe I don't know, but. I don't know. This movie just there's so many points to happen in this movie. Bradley Cooper's character even is like incredible. <laughs> While again, incredible, not absolutely hilarious. Well, here's the thing that 
I think Lens. I wonder if that's will, a real interaction that happened in their lives. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> here's okay. Well, so here's my question. I think Chris, you're right about the. You're right about the um, the character that he. What's his name? Um, I forget the guy's name even. Uh, John Peters, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. See, there's a scene in the trailer where he has just busted out the windows of two cars and he's, and he's holding a squeegee and some other thing that will break glass when you hit it with it, but it was cut out, which means they thought it was okay to cut that part of that character's development out, which means they must've thought that was the most okay thing to cut out to get down to time, which yeah. means how important can the Bradley Cooper character really be? Incredible. When you're talking about penis holes. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine. When you're talking fine. Penis holes. I, I, I get it. But I wonder so so Strike much of so, so much of these of these roles with these with these you know Bradley Cooper's he is not a bad actor at all I'm not saying not one bit he nope. is one of the it's better bad. young young men or young 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 leading male roles um but I wonder if that part existed because they got Bradley Cooper now I mean I imagine most of Hollywood would be lining up to be in a Paul Thomas Anderson movie because they always win awards. They're, they're always talked about. So, I mean, I, I don't know where that sits. Do you think they, have a, they had a hard time getting Bradley Cooper? Or do you think so, it was very easy to get Bradley may, Cooper? So, my only thought about this scene and why it's in the movie is maybe this is something that happened to them, right? Like, this is like, like maybe they get drunk sometimes and tell this story to new friends or tell this story. Like, you know, this time where she drove this truck down the hill backwards. Ah! <laughs> and... They're like, well, how'd you guys get there to begin with? And they tell the story of this of Bradley Cooper's character, that fucking guy, right? That guy. And and well, John Peters is a real person. Well, I know that. I know that. So like, that's what I mean is like, maybe this is like a real story in their lives. Or like, you know, they're like, you know, well, do you remember the time we dropped yeah. off the waterbed to Peters' house? Yeah, and they're like, and, they're like we gotta, well, that we gotta, was crazy. We got to tell that story, right? You're like, oh yeah, but who who, who and then and then and then guy? someone said, remember how he, how he obsessed he was with saying Streisand's name, right? Streisand, yeah. and, and then like, that's and how that got in there. Yeah, of course. And then they're like, all right, now who do we get to play him? They're like, let's ask Bradley Cooper. You know, we only need him for what you know a day of a day shooting, and a half. yeah. And he's like, sure, I'm on board. Because like you said, you know, people want to be in these movies. So it, that's it. That's how it happens, right? Because that's the only way I see this scene showing up in this movie. Because other than that, it serves no real purpose. Just I'm, let you know that the gas crisis is real. <laughs> I, 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 I think it does serve more of a purpose. But we'll, we'll get to that further down the conversation. Okay. I mean, um, all, the only purpose that it got to was, for me was holding up the nozzle and saying, this, this is my nozzle. <laughs> With with a um with a lighter. <laughs> do you do you, do you disagree? This is my nozzle. He's holding a lighter with the, the gas oh. nozzle right in front of him. Yeah, that was pretty Monster. great. That was, that, was, that was awesome. I love they drove back up to kick the shit out of his car <laughs> and then ran out of gas. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty great. Uh, I mean, all all joking aside, that is. But it's it's also like very much in the same style of. You know, it's very much the same style of there will be blood as some of the other Paul Thomas Anderson movies too. He definitely has a style, you know, style, even like with the master, you know, he definitely has his own directing style that he likes. It's very identifiable. Um, I also think it's a very acquired taste, you know, sure. not, I mean, okay. So let, let me, let me ask you this. Just, Roger and Chris, you guys work with you guys. You you guys work at a at a massive company, but at your specific branch, how many employees would you say you had? Twelve. If you told so minus you minus them, there's minus you guys. There's ten. So if you told each of these ten people to go watch Licorice Pizza, and then they came back to you, what do you think they would say? About sixty five percent of them would tell me that. that well, thirty five percent of them would say this movie was terrible. So three and a half of them would say this movie's terrible. Yeah. Of ten people, thirty five percent is three and a half people, <laughs> and at least two of them would be like, "I watched it for five minutes and turned it off." <laughs> and a couple of them, the people that actually finished, I don't think anybody would like it. No, yeah, honestly, I mean the only the only shot you had at somebody liking that out of that group of people was me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so then I'm just I'm just hedging the people that I know I work with. So so knowing that, I was your best bet. <laughs> so knowing that this is up for like Boku Awards, I mean like let's just Which have a, confusing to me. Let's just have a five minute conversation about that. About you know I remember like those days, Roger. I'm sure you do too. Of like 
back in like the, the early 2000s, late 90s, where like you'd see like three or four movies nominated. This is back when there was five. And then like you one is not, you're like, I haven't even heard of that. And it, and it yep. came out for like a week in Los Angeles and like maybe 6,000 people saw it at best. Yep. You know, like this is one of those movies to me. Now, I mean, it's, it's very lucky for Paul Thomas Anderson and like Wes Anderson that streaming is a thing because like their movies have much wider appeal now. Yes. It's a lot easier to watch one of these type of movies than it was just even five years ago. But I mean, even back when I was working at Carmike, like they never got those kind of, and Carmike was it. It was Carmike, then Washington PA and then Pittsburgh, or you'd go to Columbus. You know, there's nothing, there's, it's pretty spread out. So you had to go to one of the big cities to watch a smaller distributed movie. Yeah, I didn't know until I worked for a movie theater for several years that during the early January, February time frame is when you would get the movies that were nominated for Oscars for people to see them wide. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. So well, it's a good thing. I mean, obviously, no, I think it's perfect, especially, yeah. you know, where we're from. I mean, mind you, this is this is, you know, 10, 15 years ago before streaming was anything at all before Netflix was a real thing. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, but that was, you know, of course, but that's the whole thing is like, I always love this conversation. And I referenced in the end of last episode, a guy whose name I'm not going to say on this, on this one, but who thinks licorice pizza is the best. Now, obviously I, I don't want to, you know, I, I want to use that as my measuring point because like, I'm trying to see what he sees in licorice pizza. I, I, think I, I honestly, legit want to see it. I think honestly, all jokes aside, you know, we, we broke it off, started this, this part of the show. By asking what licorice piece is about, I honestly think if you interviewed a hundred people that watch this movie, not many people could accurately describe to you what licorice pizza is about. Um, and I'm not saying that I think licorice pizza is a bad movie. I think it's fine. I just don't look at this as some sort of like crux of the best that we have here. Um, for most people, I think would agree with me at least on the terms of hey, I don't know what licorice pizza is about. I don't think it's bad, but I don't know if it's the greatest thing we could watch either. So that's, that's the problem with a movie like this. It's so divisive. Isn't the right word, but it's going to be so much indifference on what it's about. Well, like, see, that's my question though, is, is it's always been my question. Even when I was 15 is if a hundred people watch licorice pizza and then you ask, you know, okay. So those film aficionados, the people who really love, I mean, who really look at films, like break them down textbook, all the characters, motivations, um, like I sometimes do, Roger, I know you do that sometimes in some of the movies you really like. Um, I would imagine 95 of those 100 people randomly selected in, 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 in a mall somewhere won't be able to do it. And the ones that will, like let's say of the five that are left, three or four of them might guess right. But, you know, well, they're not confident about their answers. The other, the other part about this is too, and the Oscars has had this problem for a long time is mainstream success is supposed to have no bearing on what they nominate for Oscars, which is fine. I understand that. But one of the things is, is when you get a list of nominated movies and you see some stuff that people have watched, they're going to take what they have watched that's nominated against what they haven't watched, and they're always going to go with what they know. And if you stacked up a couple of the movies that are nominated this year, a movie like Licorice Pizza isn't going to win any public... You know, like, hey, this movie's infinitely better than this movie. I don't think it's going to stack up and win very many of those at all. Now, mind you, that's a strictly opinion-based thing. But I think that like, that goes a long way to help people develop opinions of movies overall. Because on the off chance Licorice Pizza wins Best Picture, people are going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> Licorice Pizza sucks. <laughs> but I, I think that that's a real thing. It, it is. You're, I, I laugh because you hit the nail right on the head. And that's why people... I, I think that's why I mean, the, it's Academy the same thing that happened years ago in Moonlight one, where everybody's like, nobody even watched Moonlight. Yeah, I, that's a to me. I have since watched Moonlight. Excellent movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. That's that. but like, okay, where do you? I know high school me always used to say in these arguments, no, no, no. A movie needs to make a certain amount of money before it can be considered, and, and a certain amount of people have to see it first. You, you can't just ten people can't see a movie and then you could win Best Picture. It's just not how it works. And I've since bended a little bit on that, but not much. But I mean, I mean, if someone writes a great book, it deserves to be not, it deserves to be recognized. Right. Sure. But I mean, wouldn't that be the same about any art, any art at all? You would think so. Sculpting, painting, movies, you know, a stage performance. Wouldn't it be the same for all of it? 
Yeah. Well, let me let me ask you a question straight up against movies that we didn't really enjoy. Let me let me take this movie straight up against a movie like Don't Look Up. Okay. We were kind of all over the place in what we thought about Don't Look Up. Is this movie better or worse to you than Don't Look Up? That's a tough one to answer, right? It, it is indeed a tough one. I, th- I th- okay. think it is. Well, a let me one. make an easier question for you. Is this movie better or worse than King Richard? Oh, God. To me, it's worse. It's far worse. Right? I, is I mean, this movie better or worse than Dune? I think it's probably better than Dune. Mm, I mean, I may be biased on it, but I think Dune actually has a line through Dude is art. plot and it's actually, <laughs> and, and, and again, it's a beautiful piece. Okay. Okay. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Roger. What is something you just said? I, I, I want to be fair here. Dune is art. Why is Dune art? Dune is cinematography art. But I mean, this is no different. It's just, it, it is cinematography. It's just a different kind of cinematography. Uh, so the only thing I can, I can speak positively on like about licorice pizza in, in my opinion is that the dialogue doesn't suck. Right, it doesn't like, like, like whenever people are talking. I'm I've I didn't I didn't not enjoy the back and forths, but I wasn't moved by it. I wasn't sucked in by it. I wasn't anything by it. It was just I didn't hate it. You know what I mean? So like their movie didn't suck. It reached our bare minimum in my eyes. You know what I mean? Whereas a movie like Dune had it did it did something that was big. It did something that was impactful on screen. Whether it be you know this that or the other, it did something. Licorice Pizza just does enough to get by, in my opinion. It had a great dialogue where nothing was talked about, nothing actually happened, which I guess is a feat by itself, in my opinion. Is this movie better or worse than Belfast? I think Belfast is Belfast is a better movie. I think Belfast is a tighter movie. Okay. Well, so okay. Well, well, because, let me ask one more question, and I and I'll, I won't do yeah. the same more. Is this movie to you better or worse than Power of the Dog? See, now you're oh you're dog. getting you're 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 getting closer in comparison though with Power of the Dog. I think Power well, of the Dog's well, a much better well, movie. Well, I can tell you what Power of the Dog's about. Well, hold on. I was going to say closer in comparison to what though, Grayson? What what do you mean by that by that phrasing? Well, okay. So closer in comparison than Licorice Pizza and Dune, you really can't but lic- but lic- lic- Licorice Pizza and Power of the Dog, I think are are a closer comparison than Licorice Pizza and Dune. Why? <laughs> it's just the type of movie it is. One set in the West in, you know, the, what, the fucking 30s or something? But wouldn't it, one... okay, well, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be like one of those, you know, like, remember in school you had like, this word is to this word, as blank is to this word. Okay. Like, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be a sim, like, you put similarity, similar things. You know I, I mean? Like, but like, it, it, I, I don't think that there's anything closer in, in, all the three of those movies are very different movies. I mean, okay, opinion. obviously you can you can compare whatever movie you want to whatever. It's all subjective. Yeah. Or I, I I would argue it's not nearly as subjective as people Is think. Is this movie better or worse than Jackass you said, Forever? You said you were going to do that again. My <laughs> lie. I mean, Jack. I mean, look. You know what's funny about that question though is I I honestly would put you that probably enjoyed that. Jackass. Well, more. no, because I mean, if you could if if you could go back and 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 tape and like film people's reaction to Jackass. You're gonna be like, um, sir, I taped you. You laughed a lot in Jackass, and you, you did not laugh at that movie. And you didn't laugh once in Licorice Pizza. And you're gonna tell me you like Licorice Pizza more? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a yeah. very fine line there. I'm no, serious. Right. Like, I mean, so, there's a lot of ways to consume and enjoy movies, right? Like, there's All different. Yep. You know, there's different reactions and emotions you want to feel for different times. That's why there's there's why there's different movie genres. But in this movie. I literally can't tell you why I watched it and what I actually got from it. Whereas in every movie that you just named, bad or not, I can tell you that, that through line. So, okay. Licorice Pizza, I mean, on a broader sense, you know, it's 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 about growing up in the time, you know, your first love. It's about It's a weird movie about bringing people together. It's a weird movie right. about yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's more about a first romance for people rather than bringing people together. I don't know, for all I know, these people got married. So they did. I mean, the last line of the movie they- is "I love you, Gary." So I mean, you can't really say what I said is incorrect. It just, I mean, that cements it as some kind of weird love story to me. Well, no, it, it's definitely no one's arguing it's a weird love story. Yeah, it, it's absolutely that. 
but it's just the way it goes about it, I guess, is different than it. You're, you're right. One of, I, Roger, I think you said this is not the normal kind of movie we get. And, you know, if for, for me watching a big, like, for example, watching like Braveheart, a big sweeping epic, you know, it's got all the, it's got all the emotional music at the right times, got the big battle scenes. That to me is like more of a normal viewing experience than Licorice Pizza, even though both movies are a three act structure, you know, it's just one's more mainstream and one isn't sure if that makes sense. I mean, I, I'm saying broad things, answers to questions you didn't ask, but I mean, but for myself for the past, you know, since I was like 10 trying to understand movies like this, I've been trying since I was 10, I'm 36, you know, it's just one of those things. But I think the reason why, and I'm, I'm going to say the reason why that our, our, our guy liked it so much is that, it's just now where movies I think fall apart so much of the time. And this is why I like eight bit Christmas so much is there, there, there wasn't like so many movies today are just, they have gunfights and they have car chases and most of them needless and extravagant, you know, they're extravagant for extravagant sake, but like licorice pizza isn't extravagant, but still very much works. And I think people just like extravagant, even though however useless the extravagant is, people just like that more. They sure. like, you know, so, and we should probably start to get back to the characters a little, a little bit sure. in the actual movie itself. But I enjoy this conversation because I, I don't think it's ever going to have an end. <laughs> this conversation just, just never. No, it's some me. we'll discuss at length as we get closer to the actual Oscar date though, yeah. too. But it's, I mean, it is something for us to think about because here's the thing. It, it does affect how we watch movies and how we critically view them and how we score them. I mean, it all, it all is a personal opinion thing. Anybody can like what they want to like. It's just when a movie like this comes out and it's so all over the place where people love it, people hate it. And you kind of got to look back and be like, if everybody has of such a varying opinion, is this the best that we have? And I guess if people are talking about it, it's a good thing, good or bad, right? You know, any any publicity is good publicity. Well, okay. Let's, that, that matters. Let's talk about one year, Roger, that you and I both had the same reaction. We were sitting in the same room. We had the same reaction, kind of like we were puzzled but agreed when Green Book won for Best Picture. Sure. I had no problem with the movie Green Book. No, I just didn't I mean, think it was going to win. I, I didn't think it was the best of that year, even in the top three. But, I mean, I don't have a problem with Green Book winning. I don't. It's, it's, it's a fine Green movie. Book was an excellent movie. It was an excellent movie. Um. It was that year was the same year that, you know, oh, look, okay, look, Bradley Cooper made a Star is Born, and that movie is phenomenal. That movie was a 10. That movie is that one of probably the, an 11. One of the one of the 10s that year, you know, one of the clear outstanding 10s. And remember, the Academy said basically, oh, Bradley Cooper's young. He'll have more chances. <laughs> like, I mean, what if he doesn't? What if that was the work of his heart? Like, what if that was the best he's ever going to do? You know what I mean? Like to me, that is very unfair to say stuff like that. And I don't remember that's, I remember thinking that's what, I don't remember how the dialogue went for the Academy that year, but I remember thinking that's what they said in, in, in layman's terms. So, I mean, to me, that's a little weird, but you're right though. I don't think for the same reason, I wouldn't have picked green book for the best picture. Cause I don't think it was the best picture that year. Licorice pizza for that same reason is nowhere on my radar for best picture of this year. Or, or sorry, last, sorry, last, 2021. So I want to bring up another movie comparison for a second because I think it falls in the same category for me. Is it Jackass again? It's, not, it's no. Um, <laughs> Damn it. Another movie that, that, that is a coming-of-age story that is also, is also a love story where not much actually happens in the movie. The but first it, Transformers movie. No, the second one. Thank you. No, Thank you. No, no, no. Tender Bar, right? It's similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. But Tender, Tender Bar, Bar is not Bar nearly Bar. as finely a crafted movie as Licorice Pizza. Tender finely crafted as a movie. Hold on. That's a tough one because I know what Tender Bar is about. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, they're both. We're about that. <laughs> Chris, Chris just said it. He just said it. They're both coming of age tales. So we no, know what Licorice Pizza no, is about. No, I only say that because it's in the movie description, not because the movie showed me that. There's a difference. The movie you had to tell you me that hold on, hold on. You watched Licorice Pizza and you didn't walk away from the fact that this movie was about two people growing up? 
I watched. Well, I mean, one's twenty five. I watched so no. it. Yeah, one was already twenty five when this movie started. Which is also a little weird. It's a little creepy, right? Yeah, but it's I mean, fine. couldn't do that now. Listen, love love knows no number. It, oh my god! Let's just cut Jesus. that one out. Jesus. <laughs> Yikes! My god. Wait, someone actually says that though in the movie, or 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 something very similar to that. I think someone says that. It's got to be Bradley Cooper's character. No, but, maybe well, I don't remember who said it, but someone definitely says that. In the Tender movie. Bar is is has a lot of similarities to this movie, and it's it's a better movie. And you say finally crafted. I don't know what is what is finally crafted about. Well, okay, about this movie. Okay, Tell so me. I I think the characters are. I think. Both the main characters are superbly written. I don't think all the dialogue is necessary, but I think most of it is. But I mean, I, I think the characters are so well written because I was riveted the whole time. I just, it wasn't my cup of tea. <laughs> if that makes any sense, it, it doesn't make any sense. It might not make sense to you, but. What same do you mean the characters, what, what, hold on, because I don't know anything about our characters in, in this movie. What don't you know about them? Let me ask you that. What don't I know? I what don't do know. I know about them, and well, what don't you know about them? It's so like only thing that we're that we know is what we're told. So we're told about her family when she's uh, trying to get that acting job uh, with Gary, right? Correct. So that so we're told we're dumped a whole bunch of information about her, but it's never shown to us. She just she's just able to do some impressive stuff at certain times in the movie, but we don't know anything about the character. Why, she, why is she 25 and working, you know, where she is when she's met? And why hasn't she aspired to be anything better than that? There's no there's no beginning for her because we're starting with her life at 25. Where our other character, he's he, he dumps what he's doing at the very beginning of the movie, how he's an act, how he's a child actor, all the stuff that he has access to, who he is, what he's doing. And then he kind of just does some weird schemes along the rest of this movie and she's along for the ride. That's all that happens in this movie. So when you say our characters are more fleshed out, I think the characters are deeper in Tender Bar. You have this huge family dynamic relationship that's so important in that movie that we get multiple characters on multiple levels. We don't get that from Liquor's Pizza. We get two people that have a weird symbiotic parasitic relationship with each other that end up together ten, three years down the road with a 10-year age gap. Yeah, okay, I see your point. I don't agree with you about Tender Bar. One of the problems I have with Tender Bar is not all the characters made sense. I mean, they, they all, I, I got that they all existed in that universe. I just didn't think they were all necessary or even Bradley made sense. Cooper's character. In this one? Well, it I, make sense. I said my piece. We already know they cut out part of his on-screen time. So, I mean, as far as they're concerned... It also makes me wonder how long the cut of this movie oh actually God. is. Because this movie comes in at like 2.15. There's got to be like a 2-minute, 45-minute like cut of this oh, movie. Oh, I, I, would, I would imagine there's a three-hour oh cut somewhere. God. I would imagine. Um, and this also, wouldn't have been, this also wouldn't have been cheap. Roger, you're the, you're the, you're the budget man. Yeah, budget man. Uh, but it ain't expensive at all. Well, <laughs> dude, look, no, a lot is, of this is like one camera. This is a period piece, though. I mean, that stuff is not... Okay, I was wrong. $40 million. So, okay. I bet you it costs about forty million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm sure they use the same. They just redress the same street over and over again for a lot of that. You Maybe know, yeah, or yeah. even buildings. A lot of, a lot of space it. on that like weird walking bridge thing too. Yeah, I'm sure they had like one neighborhood, like one block of a neighborhood and one block of like a retail. Most expensive yeah. shot was the stupid truck going backwards down the hill. Sure. I mean, seventy three Los An- or seventy three San Fernando Valley is very non trafficy. <laughs> I noticed. I mean, that's the only way that works. There's no traffic, or else we're just going to hit cars on our way down over and over again. I mean, gas shortage. So. Oh, that's how it really happened back then. So that's, that's true, funny. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. We let's move forward a little bit yeah. here. But I guess the the issue that if you people that are listening to us, if anybody's still Anybody. listening after this, still ramble, um, <laughs> is that none of us really think Licorice Pizza is a ten. A ten. No. Actually, I just don't think it's one of the best movies that was made last year. I just don't. Um, here's the thing: I don't really have a problem with Licorice Pizza, and I know it's kind of a cop out to say I just don't think it's some sort of masterpiece. I think it's fine. Like I laughed really hard a couple of times, but in the long run is I just, I don't get the overall appeal of it. Okay. I, it's, it's like a TV show that you can acknowledge is funny, but it's just not for you. This is a great background, like background sound movie where you can just turn it on. Cause, cause, cause so many little things happen in this movie that don't have any like really impact. You're not going to miss anything. 
you can watch this movie in pieces and it not and you not miss much. Oh, I would disagree on that. I, I, I think if you watch this movie, let's say three segmented pieces, you know, 215 breaks down to what? About, you know, 48 minutes a piece, something like that. Sure. Um, I imagine you miss, you would miss a lot of the subtleties that Paul Thomas A lot of the subtleties made. don't matter, though. No, they do when you're... Yes, Not they, to the overall story, they don't. Well, I mean, that's part of filmmaking, though, is those subtleties. I think you missed the point of background music background movie yeah. oh no well if, if that's what yeah, you're putting really it on for, in the background fine. you're not looking at it for the subtle no no anyway. no no. if that's all you're watching it for that that's fine but like you're yeah. putting it on for a specific purpose fine but for for those people sitting down with the intent to watch licorice pizza in three you know 45 minute segments that you're you're doing yourself a major disservice by watching i, don't, I honestly like think something like licorice pizza would have been a great like streaming thing like a 10 episode run on something, something yeah. like that. I think it'd be better that way well, instead of just cramming a two and a half hour movie and <laughs> that we don't really know much about could have yeah. fleshed out more stuff. I don't know. Well, like, I, I guess I agree with you, Roger, on that point where like, you know, this movie isn't, this movie isn't bad. Like, <laughs> again, like the diet, like I agree that the, the dialogue is well written because while they're talking about, in my opinion, a lot of nothing, I'm still, po- I, I'm, I'm still paying attention and I was still like, pulled into what was happening on screen for those reasons and they do introduce some insane goddamn characters at points that just they seem jarring because of how how insane some of them are especially i mean we talked about bradley cooper's character but we talked about the 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 guy with the japanese wives uh oh, what my. about sean penn's character oh yeah where, where they're out at the uh, out getting the drinks and uh yeah the other actor and he gets him set up to recreate a motorcycle stunt on a golf course that they've lit the 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 sand trap yep. on fire, and that's and that's the true story of how we got um, the the movie with Mark Wahlberg coming out. Yeah, yeah, that's Fathers it. Too. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best you got there. That's it. Swinging a miss, buddy. <laughs> Swinging a miss. <laughs> well, no, I don't. It's a tough one. I mean, I'm always gonna I'm, I'm always gonna gonna default to. I'm always gonna. I'm always gonna def, def, def default to this is a great movie. I just don't think many people are gonna like it. Which, sure, which I mean I that's think, fine. But that, that's again, though, I don't think it's bad. So. But I mean, does that doesn't that we always say fun matters? So doesn't that have to matter too? Well, no, because listen, I've watched some really depressing shit and was like, wow, that was incredible. Swan Song's a good example of it. So what? Swan Song's not even that depressing. To it's me. not that depressing. Well, it's, 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 it's not, not a fun happening film. Yeah. But I mean, I think about a movie like depressing movie. I've watched the movie Mudbound. Oh, God. But that movie is rough. Yeah. But like, you know that that movie is powerful as hell. Yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about Piece of a Woman a little bit. Sure. Too, you know, Very powerful. Example. That movie is depressing as shit. Yeah. All right. I never want to watch that again. Ever <laughs> in my life. <laughs> That is a good movie, though. That's a damn good movie. It so, is. Like, so the acting in this movie is good, right? Cause sure. Because everyone does a good job. You know, every single person that shows up here is is, is great, actually. Actually, yeah, I yeah. Think there's a shot in this movie I love, um, which is actually right after the John Peters stuff where they go backwards down the yeah. thing where the, where the truck has coasted out to, like, the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. And, like, the sun is coming up. And Lana is sitting on the side, like with her head in her hands, looks up, and she sees the idiots up filling the truck up, and it looks like they're humping each yep. other with the, 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 the gas, gas cans, cans. Yeah. gas cans, and like blowing yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what? I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but the, because forty-year-old me laughs. Well, but I mean, there's a there's there's a dichotomy there between what she's looking to her right up the hill and seeing, and then on her left is the guy who car they beat to shit and doesn't realize that that's them. So I mean, he's right behind them, throwing things through windows and pissed off, and his nights suck. And of course, there's there's two women in tennis uniform walks by, and he's like, "Hey, ladies, how are you?" So I mean, she gets off pretty easily there. Uh, I mean, that's the you know, she looks up the hill, sees her the guy she kind of likes acting like a complete idiot, and then she sees the guy that behind her that came onto her very strong, acting like a complete idiot. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> no matter where she looks. Idiots. idiots everywhere idiots but you know men so fair but that's how i feel like when i'm at a table with you guys thanks yeah, I mean, roger i appreciate it. i knew i knew it. i could i could smell the change in the air you were gonna say that i could smell it i was being nice and I, I, I know you were roger i know you were 
Um, so, okay, let me ask, okay, Chris, let me ask you this question. It should be a little easier for you. What did you really dislike about licorice pizza besides the plots that you think went nowhere? Well, I mean, that's a big one, but I guess it can get off easy by not being brought up again. I, I didn't like how, so the relationship between our two characters, while it, it's, you can, it's confusing, right? Because she's in and then she's out. He's he's kind of just pulling her along for all these weird rides he's taking her on. I just didn't like the way that the movie was just so drawn out with all of this stuff. And I think there's a lot of needless stuff here. There's a lot of needless scenes, a lot of needless stories told. I don't think any of it's super, not okay, not any of it, but a lot of it's unimpactful to like where we start, where we're going and where we get to with, I mean, with our two characters. There's things here that didn't have to be you know, like, I think Bradley Cooper's, truck down the hill thing is a good example because i think that scene set up where she like feels like she needs to get her life together or something that's where she ends up going to volunteer for that uh for that guy that's gonna be mayor right that's shortly after that yeah so i mean yeah i guess that showed like where she's trying to get away from the more chaotic part of her life which i guess is gary but she ends up still being a part of that anyway she brings him along for the filming part of it and then it pulls her right back into the pinball stuff so I don't like how these two are so at odds all the time and we get a lot of just weird filler when this movie could have been a, a little shorter or B because it stuck longer in one of these, one of these sections of their lives and got more of a story out of it. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, but I, I also want to want to kind of linger on the fact that you said more of a story out of it because I think licorice pizza could have benefited from having more of a story more linear storyline well more linear story that it wasn't because this was kind of i don't want to say random and chaotic but it did even though it was somewhat linear it did kind of jump around especially like if you look at everything that gary did i mean like how old is he and he's doing all he's opening all these how's he opening all these businesses how's he doing that well by the end of the movie he's 18 right no by the end of the movie, he's 15. Yeah, nothing, no no significant no, amount of time. She passed. says she's 28 and then immediately corrects herself and says 25. This is in one summer? Yes, this is in like three months, dude. I thought this was, I thought this was like three different years. No, this is like. This movie's worse now. Oh, this God. movie's like three months. Man. Okay. Well, I don't know about worse, but I mean. <laughs> I mean, that would skew my perception of it too if I had thought that, I guess. That but changes things. It really does go through like a. I have two questions for you. I have two questions. What was that music video at the beginning of the movie? What music video? Yeah, did there was a mu- music video in the beginning of the movie? Maybe you guys just got to it too late. But there, yeah, there was a music video. I, I assume it's because it's it's for the rock band of the Heim Sisters. Oh, do you mean like the like as the intro was coming yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, that oh, one. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, I didn't think it was a music video. I just figured it was the start of the movie. Yeah. And, okay. No, I had no issue with it, but I didn't know you were talking about there for a second. Question number two. Would you buy a waterbed from Fat Bernie? No. I had a waterbed when I was a younger person. And listen, my spine is still messed up. My uncle had a waterbed. Yeah, I no, those were, I, I, it's cool, I it's cool for like five minutes. It is. And yeah, it's it not is. cool Those are at all. terrible for a human being. Like terrible. Yes, they're yeah, awful they are. for your body. good for people. Awful. Like, I, I slept that one for years. Like four years of my life. <laughs> Middle school, you, high school life. Well, the weird thing is, is for a long time after Waterbed, if you lay down, like you can't lay flat because your back is like legitimately curved the yep. wrong way. And your spine is well, I, I always I always sleep on my side, so like I don't think it affected me like it affected a lot of people. My dad always sleeps on like he always sleeps like on his back. He does yeah. not sleep like I sleep on my side, so like it didn't affect me nearly as much. I mean, I'm sure I did fall asleep on my back sometimes, but um, you guys but, have a house of Waterbeds? Yeah, the, the the entire time I was watching this movie, Waterbed like, Emporium. The time time they were talking about the waterbeds, like you idiots, those things are so unhealthy for yeah, being terrible. As <laughs> I watch people chain smoke through this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah like, of course. I, I like, I like how when he's shopping for the first waterbed, he's like, he's like, he's like, these are gonna be, the, these are the new rage. Have you sold any yet? No, you're my, first, be my guy. first guy. <laughs> he's like, oh, all right. I love that he's like immediately on board too. Oh yeah. Gary's a bit of an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but you know. He's us. He's, he's a fifteen-year-old. You know, what I mean, they have big dreams, and they are idiots. Oh, and and, and a very in a very skewed, like real view of the world, which is exactly what Gary had. You know, it completely Gary. incorrect. 
Gary. Yeah, and like, can we talk about this haircut for one second, please? That awful haircut. That's just, I mean, that's that straight was, out of the seventies. Yeah, though. this was back then. Jeez. Although I do strangely love the the wardrobe. Everyone, I I I generally hate eighties outfits, but I I love the seventies. I guess. I, I mean, know. listen, it's got to look now. Nice. You gotta have a button up paisley shirt with some yep. uh, like random colored pants. Yeah. You just don't get that anymore. I like number twelve guy actually. I thought his. I thought he was styling out. Yeah. Oh, number twelve. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. Um. All right. Let's. We should move closer to scoring this. Uh. Then. But I mean, see, this is what I'm. I I know that some of those professors I had in in screenwriting are like uh, licorice pizza is great. I love it. It's like it's it's a screenwriter's dream. It's fine. It's like just this is just not going to be for everybody. No, no, and I get that. But I mean, that's just what I my thought keeps coming back to is, I I understand the need for a simpler movie, like without gunshots, without car chases, without it's just characters and the the dynamic of the relationships that propel the movie forward. So, I, Chris, do you want to? Who wants to go first? Roger, I'll go first. All right, um, since I went last last time. So I, I said I don't think Lurgers Pete's is bad. I think this movie's like a six. Uh, I appreciate what it tries to do um, for most people. It just doesn't hit home for me. Uh, that being said, I laughed really hard a few times. Uh, I like the whole late seventies, early eighties feel to it. Looks really good that way. I even like the kind of like graininess that they added back into the into the movie a little bit too. So um, I like Ligger's Pizza. This is not one that I'm going to be like, hey, this is one of the best movies of the year. It just will not be that for me. Um, obviously we'll talk more into that as we get closer to the Oscar time, but I think it's fine. Like six is where it should stand. I'm probably done with Liquor's Pizza for a while. So, yeah, this, this movie is just fine to me. It, it, it's for me, this is a five. The only reason why it even gets that high though, is because of how, how well the dialogue is written. I can see where the quality of the movie is and there is a quality there. It just, everything else, I think it falls, it falls a little short. All right, I'm going to go next. Uh, I'm on the last one, seven and a half. It's a whole point lower than Belfast. Um, I, I liked most of it. Um, I liked the characters. I liked the quirkiness of Gary. I thought I thought the, the lead actor, actress was, she's a star, man. She is really good. Not to say that Hoffman's not, uh, but she just, the, the two of them, she stuck out to me as she is the real pull for this, even though, um, Gary's kind of the, the world of which we were like the universe evolves around is his world. But I mean, she's a damn star, but she's fantastic. Um, but there's so much this movie. I just, I loved and so much this movie. I didn't, but I wanted to give it higher because everyone's talking about this being the best movie of the year. And I just don't see it, but I got to give props where they are due. I got to give credit where it is due. So I think it sits comfortably at a seven and a half. Go ahead, Roger, rip into me, please. You think this movie's better than Joker? I do, by a whole half point. Hence the seven and a half. I mentioned that non-ironically too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all right, fair, but yeah, I do think it's better than Joker. Do you? Do you not think it's better than Joker? No, no, not even close. I think you're. I think you're in weird territory there. I think. Um, well, I mean, they both got nominated for Oscars, so I'm not in weird territory there. One's gonna win. <laughs> No, it's not. I, I have no doubt Licorice Pizza will win. I, I have no doubt Licorice Pizza will wow, win. Wow, that's bold. You well, I, I, I don't want it to, but like I just – the Academy I mean, loves you it. You yourself just said you think Belfast should win over it. Well, no. I just think – well, to me, Belfast is, a, is more of a my style movie. Mm, but um, yeah, I, I think Belfast is a much better. But I mean we all know these the, the Academy loves these. We I mean I believe I give King Richard a 10. King Richard is a so, damn good movie. What did you score to do? I can't remember. Like a nine. Not you. I think I gave it a, I think I get eight, eight, eight and a half or a nine. Yeah. Is Dune better than this movie? Fair I mean, point. Dune's only half a movie, though, where this is a movie we don't know what it's about. This is a complete movie about what we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dune is a half a movie that we can see the end eventually. So half oh, my gosh. Oh, fair. Eight. Okay. I, I can tell this is going to go into real weird. Sorry, I got to stop. I can't wait for Oscar night. Oh, my gosh. I, I think you're going to be surprised. I really do. Because, I mean, like, the Oscars aren't about who gets – the Oscars aren't about who deserves what. The Oscars are about giving everyone equal – The Oscars are bullshit anyway. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, they can, they make sure everyone walks away with a trophy. No, they do not. <laughs> well, they, they distribute it pretty evenly, so most people walk away with one thing at least. Unless Spider-Man wins 45 Oscars, I don't want to talk about anything. Mm, well, it's not going to. So let me just burst your bubble there. 
It All can't because right. it's, it's a superhero movie. They won't let it. I don't think that's. I mean, I think we're the MCU has brought us as close as we're ever going to be, as close as we've ever been to superhero movie being nominated. Wasn't Black Panther nominated for Best Picture? It was. Do you really think it deserved that nomination? I mean, I have a hard time saying there were a lot of movies that were better than Black Panther the year it came out. Yeah, twenty eighteen. So. If you mm-hmm. look, if you look at that list, I think you will remember differently. Yeah, but nomination wise, I mean, I believe that there were other Marvel movies that could have got nominations as well. Oh right, no, yeah, but I mean that's. But 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 they didn't. You know what I mean? Right. That, 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 that I think. We, I mean, look the 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 Oscars. I don't think have been on merit for a very long time as far as giving people like the movies that get the awards aren't necessarily the ones that deserve the awards and vice versa. The Oscars is a, is a bunch of old white men jerking each other off in a circle, but it's fine. That's where my suck. Never mind. Actually, that movie, that came from one specific movie, the post oh. is where I started that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. You that's that's where that's where you said the phrase that I, I, I took from you and say now sporadically. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Hollywood loves to, you know, Yep. Anyway, so this has been episode 268B of For Love Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Roger Stillian. I have no Twitter. Thank you. Check us out on Facebook. Always posting things there. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. Next week, we're going to be taking a look at the Batman and Spencer with Kristen Stewart. Robert Pattinson, Kristen Stewart. Yes. Ironic. We didn't even plan that. (laughs) 